From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Yeah, we're on the phone for the fans, the Big Blue Roundtable. We're going to look at our own squad. We're going to finally get into a more of a summary level. We didn't really tackle it a few weeks ago because this whole entire offseason since we've been eliminated by the Eagles, uh, we've focused on divisional rounds. We focused on Super Bowl. So this is the evening where we're kind of going to look at it top level. Offense, defense, which grades do we give the unit as a whole? Now, if 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 a stakeholder or even when you come into the IG or the Facebook and you want to leave your grades in the comments, by all means, feel free to do so. But this is top-level offense, defense, the grades we're going to hand out from the 2022 season. Uh, I think we all can say, as Giant fans, me included, of all the crow we ate week to week and all the wins. And this was a very good um, overachieving season for 2022, making the playoffs, winning the first round, things of that nature, right? So – but we'll we'll get into that. But let me say this real quick because this is going to be uh, – well, let, let, let's do this. Uh, Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud on Tuesdays. Uh, conversation led by RP. Uh, latest episode, shout-outs to uh, Carl, um, Scott, uh, Glenn on uh, that episode. This from this past Tuesday uh, as the Rangers are on the West Coast. A nice win last night in Vancouver. Uh, check out what was said on that. Uh, let's see. The Knickerbocker Avenue fan. A forum, a, a good one in Atlanta, wire to wire win in Atlanta. Uh, Nickelbacker Avenue fan forum led by Av and good shout outs to uh, Bishop, shout outs to Dom, shout outs to Mr. G, uh, Av himself uh, on that episode, and, and, and be on the lookout for Nickelbacker Avenue uh, on the Twitter as the conversation extends on the Twitter space on his Nickelbacker Avenue uh, uh, Twitter handle. And now here we are with, of course, uh, the Yankees or. Major League Baseball is returning, and there's going to be slight changes to that. We're um, normally are on Mondays, but we're going to alternate Sundays and Mondays, and that's not yet to be determined. So sometimes an episode may be Sunday talking, not just Yankees, but Major League Baseball. Sometimes the episode may be Monday. It may alternate. So I haven't really figured that out, but just putting it out there now that spring training and you know pitchers and catchers are reporting, things of that nature. So, um and also the football, you already know, it's every other week. Every other week we will be on in the off season. There may be some weeks we will be uh, back-to-back Thursdays at 8 p.m. You know, if you want to listen in live or you want to call in and things like that with the stakeholders. Uh, so it, it's really important uh, if you're if – you're, you know, I hate the word follow. I don't like the word follow. Associated with, with the platform, you know, all the, the great sports fans that, that we congregate and we talk sports. It's really important if you really want to listen to it live uh, to keep tabs with it. through. First, I think the best way is honestly through the blog talk radio. Uh, to subscribe to that button and get the notifications when ep- uh, episodes are going to air. Um, if not through that, you can always go to the website when it's not down. It had, you know, troubles with the hosting, but that's the story for another day. Bleedblueshow.com, you can go to the schedule tab, and that's usually updated week to week. And or the Facebook or Instagram stories is always posted on when we're doing episodes. So you can always go to those sources, and, and if you want to listen to the episodes live, and when we're coming on in the future, feel free to go there. But I think also with the football, or just I think all seasons in general with all of our episodes, I think for the football, I think once a month in the all season, we're going to go through some video episodes, meaning we're going to do some sort of Zoom-like show, video, primarily for the stakeholders that call in, so you can talk and you can see each other on a once-a-month basis or maybe once a month although we'll be doing every other week anyway. So we'll figure that out and get everybody together. But tonight, uh, offense and defense. Let's talk. Um, let's see where we go with that. And um, there's going to be, you know, free agency episode. My favorite episode of the year is the stakeholder mock draft. We'll usually hold that two weeks before the NFL draft that's going to be in Kansas City. But two weeks before that draft, 
You get listen to the great stakeholders who come on and do their homework round by round. It's a fun, it's a great way to research and figure out um, who you think is going to be on your team or, or on the big blue. All right, let's talk about it, man. Uh, shout outs to everybody. Uh, let's go to Carl. How you doing, sir? Listen, we could have a nice conversation, sir, as far as, you know, offense, defense for the big blue. We could, uh, where do you, you know, well, first of all, how you doing, sir? What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing well, Steve. A pleasant good evening. We can put football, at least the, the 2022-23 season coffin. It's over. We've got, what, nine, no, seven months. Uh, just about, just under seven months until the next one. Yeah, yep. And, and we can agree. Uh, I think most Giant fans, including myself, we we did not see this coming as far as how many wins, uh, not only just making the playoffs but getting the first round win on the road. Uh, I think you would say you would be surprised too, correct? Gathering week to week, oh, what uh, you said, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, you know, it's it's one of those situations where, you know, the way, and at least the the way the season was sort of, not prescribed, but sort of um, how we thought about the team kind of going in. You know, I didn't watch any of the preseason games and didn't keep up on purpose with anything that happened in training camp because I just wanted to be surprised. So I went into the season with sort of a preconceived uh, notion, just that, hey, listen, the team's going to, figure itself, whatever that they have to do this year to clean out whatever they got to clean out and then use the second year as sort of the uh, bush year. But instead, what ended up happening is they won a couple of games early on, um, used that as confidence to, to build um, some momentum into the year. And then, you know, they sort of, you know, they got a couple of breaks here and there. Maybe in a different year that doesn't happen. And they built up just enough wins at the start to sort of hold off whatever slow thing that they had in like late November, early December, uh, and then you know get that final push, made the playoffs, got the right matchup in the first round. Uh, maybe if they were playing San Francisco in that first round, maybe that result doesn't happen. But they happened to face the right team, and they got what they what they wanted, and that's a, a second shot and a victory. And then of course you know everybody saw what happened you know the week after. So you know all in all a, a much um, much more enjoyable, much more fun year. Um, but the second year, the, the easy part is what just happened, right? That's the easy part. Getting from point A to point B, that's the easy part. The hard part is getting from point B to point C, and that's the part that is going to take a little bit of figuring out. What is point C in your opinion? Like, What is point C as far as bar, I guess? Point- that's what you're aiming. So right now... Point C would be um, annual contention. Not let's sneak up there for a year and try to steal a title. Now, I mean, you could if you want to do that, but that's very rare that that happens, right? Look at like the last like look at like the last like couple of years. Now, Cincinnati nearly pulled it off last year, but more than likely, you kind of have to be in the dance for a little while. To, to get there. I think Tampa, you know, Brady, that was probably a unique situation. Um, San Francisco nearly tried it, but they've been kind of, they had about a two-year sort of start because of injuries and stuff like that. Um, but usually to get to the Super Bowl, you know, it's, there's a hard part in that. And first, and kind of the first thing you really have to kind of do is win your division. <laughs> like, that's kind of really where this all sort of starts going forward next season. How do you – the easiest way to get into the postseason is to win your division. How do the Giants build that team? Or, dot, 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 are we basically going to just try to rely on winning a wild card spot and then trying to win three road playoff games to get this – like, like that, that's not sustainable. So, which, you know, building a team that can perennially contend and beat the two teams that are currently above them and then once you get to that point, once you've established that, then, you know, being a, a Super Bowl contender is the next thing. All right. All right. Cool. So here's the episode. We'll, we'll get into it. Um, I'm going to talk grades. You know, keep it, you know, if you guys want to deep dive and go play to player, feel free. I, I'm going to keep it top level summary uh, as a unit. 
because I mean, obviously, if you go linebacker, I mean, I mean, every you know, second level linebackers, secondary and defensive line, you go always round average those uh, areas into one average grade, and that's perfectly fine. Or for the defense, and the same thing for the offense. I'm gonna just keep it simple as far as overall as a unit, and 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 I guess the I will give him an A, Carl. Overall, based off my expectations of the team, offense and defense, just the 2022 roster. I, I by default, based off the personnel, based off what they did, I gotta give him an A. I, I didn't see it coming. We'll, if you had to give it an overall grade, we'll deep dive into the offense and defense. We'll get we'll bring on Bakes and get his thoughts. We're, overall, how would you look at it as an overall based off what grade they get they got? Because there's many ways now, you can look you at giving, it. But I like to hear your opinion. Now, are you giving an A to the team just based on the result of the season, or are you giving, let's say, the offense? in A for their performance this season and, and defense. I'm just, I'm just, I want to make sure when I, I answer this, I'm, I kind of answer correctly. I, okay. The way I'm looking at, when I frame this particular question, I'm looking at the team overall, coaching, general management, you know, just the, the entire operations on what they did this season because I had them as a, what, a six-win, five-win team, and they doubled that. So based off my expectations or my assessment of what I thought they were going to do, they doubled what I thought they were going to do and made the playoffs and won one won, won, won playoff game. I can't not give them an A. I can't, how can I not give them an A? They, over, they doubled what I thought they were going to do. I, I can't give them a B or a C, me personally. But that's why, you know, what, what is your opinion on that? We'll get Bates' opinion after that. Okay, because, I mean, if, if I was, let's say if I was grading the coaching this season, I would give that an A. Um, if I was grading the defense this season, I probably be a B. You know, mm-hmm. because some of the, if you look at like the defense, right? Um, even last year, like, I mean, well, maybe not last. Oh, it's, see, the, the Giants defensively had some players. You know, now did folks think that Dexter Lawrence is going to be a you know second team All Pro? Well, no, that was <laughs> that 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 kind of surprised a lot of us. But you know, Leonard Williams. Um, Xavier McKinney until he had the hand injury. Um, Adoree Jackson was supposed to be what he played this season, but hadn't gotten on the field, but didn't get on the field the year before. Like what he did was what the Giants, when he was first signed, that's what they were hoping for. But it, he played what four, three or four, you know, four or five games, and that wasn't, you know, didn't, didn't play out that way. Thibodeau was drafted. He was a good player for the most part, not maybe not as dominant outside of the. The, the big game mm-hmm. that he had against Washington. But, like, the Giants' defense had players, so they played well. They could have stopped the run better, of course, but, you know, hey, that's kind of how it played out. So I'm going to say B for that. Uh, offensively, considering what they had and what right. they got out of it, I would give them in probably a B-plus, maybe A-minus for that. I mean, they, weren't, they didn't score a lot of points, so, you know <laughs> – like it's hard, but relative to their talent level, I guess you would at that point say, "Hey, based on the talent and what they had, you know, could the results have been better?" I don't think. I think they probably maxed out as much as they could have gotten out of the out of the team this season. Um, I don't think they could probably run that same thing back again if if you gave them 16 more games um, and do the same thing again. That might be very very hard. All right, right. Let's bring on base to get his thoughts. I. And with you on the defense, I'm a little bit more down on the offense, but I'll I'll speak to that. But let's get Bakes' thoughts. Professor Bakes, Frontliner University. We're gonna, you know, we're handing out grades for the roster, offense and defense, and overall from the 2022 season, sir. But man, I'm looking forward to hearing what you got to say. You heard what Carl said. What's up, bro? And then um, wish you What's thoughts. going on, what everyone? Uh, you, Professor? You know, Professor Bakes. Happy post. Happy post Super Bowl. It's good to live in a world where the Eagles lost. Um, we didn't even bring that up. In terms point. Of, <laughs> <I was squat. laughs> uh, oh, and so I got basic. a question for you, basically. Let me ask you this question, too. I asked that question, and I want you to still – I didn't mean to cut you off, but I got to ask this since you asked it. Carl, I was thinking about this, too. In theory, because the Eagles lost, thank God, who had actually the better season? 
the Eagles or the Giants? Because I had the Eagles actually winning the Super Bowl based off their um, personnel, their makeup, but they didn't do that. But the Giants overachieved, and the Eagles never got a, a Super Bowl Lombardi in their, you know, saying in their case to add to yeah, the one they got. They, so they, I think it's a they fair were question. supposed to. They were supposed to win, so I would think the Giants exceeded expectations. So that's to me a better season. They didn't meet their expectations. <laughs> you have a Super Bowl. You have a Super. No, honestly, I'm just being square up because I even going to the Super Bowl, I was angry. I was like, "Yo, these motherfuckers are going to win. They've been dominant." And then a friend of mine brought up uh, my best friend brought up a great point was that they didn't really play nobody. They didn't really play an elite quarterback. And every time they, they played did. anybody that was a top ten quarterback, they got lit up. When they played that and thing, they got lit up. They dropped forty on them. But either way, if you were going into a, as, a, as a Super Bowl uh, contender or expected to win the Super Bowl and you didn't meet the expectation, then your season is a failure. If we're just basic, if we're realistically basing, on I agree. You were supposed to go in and win when you didn't meet expectations. The Giants weren't supposed to make the playoffs. We, were, we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know what was going to happen. And to me, I, expected, I told you, I eight wins. We ended up with, what, 10 or 11? We ended up with 10. I can't even remember. We made the playoffs, and we won the 10, playoffs. 10-6-1, right? Yeah, 10-6-1, right? So I had them at 8-9. Mm-hmm. and nine. You know what I'm saying? So they, you know... So I believe they they exceeded expectation, exceeded my expectation, because I didn't. I, I would have never told y'all a year a year this time going in that yo we gonna make the playoffs and win ten games. I'd be fucking lying to you. I'd be one of them delusional fans. Like we're going to the Super Bowl. No, you know. But the Eagles were loaded. They beat up on a lot of bad teams. They, I, I don't. If we go through the record, I don't. The, the, the schedule, I don't see where they beat a dominant team. Now they got to play who's on their schedule. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, they got lucky in 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 their second the championship round where you know not lucky they knocked out the third quarterback and had to play the dude that walked off the street. Um, you know, so it is what it is, and they were in the game until you know that quote unquote questionable call. It was a hold. But I don't think that would have changed anything, even though it, if they didn't call it. And they got away with several other calls, like that tight end catch that wasn't a catch, the other catch by uh, um, Devontae that wasn't a catch that they called a catch. So, you know, it is what it is. But I, I believe we exceeded expectations. So we had a better season based on expectations. Now the bar is now set higher, in my opinion. But back to the original thing, grading, as if you want to call me the professor, right? So this is the way I look at it. When I remember being back in school, if you grade someone as an A, that means they're already at their best and they can improve. The Giants are not their best, at their best, but we squeezed every last ounce of that juice that we could out of that season, <laughs> out of every player, out of every, you know, offensive scheme, you know, whatever the case is. And we, we maximize that. Sure but we're not a good we're not a good competitive team. We're a gritty, tough team. Um, we didn't make a lot of big plays. It wasn't a lot of big plays, a lot of, you know, things like that. So I, I'll give us B- minus overall because there's room for – I'm looking at it as room for improvement. I'm expecting this to take a couple steps based on how free agent signings and draft go moving forward because I can't believe – you know, we we are at an A when we can't beat Dallas and we can't beat Philadelphia in our division. Or we can't compete with them. Because let's be clear, we can't compete with them based on the games we played. The only competitive game was when our starters were out and they you know, they were kinda of banged up and they played all their starters. That was the most competitive all the other games were like maybe first half competitive and then the second half we got blown out. Because we are devoid of talent at certain areas. And hopefully they can re- address those. I see they started making some signings. They signed Hodgins back. They signed the 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 the, uh, the, the tier two tight end. Um, you know we got to. I guess where are we going to sign Jones? Are we going to sign Jones and and Barkley? Are we going to who's going to get franchise tag? So there's a lot of that to play around with. 
you know, and, and those two things need to happen early so we can concentrate on the drive and things like that. And you need to make that happen. Um, but, you know, I think we had a solid season, an, an, an above-average season based on what we were going into. I don't think anyone around the league thought we were going to do this. I know I didn't. You know, and we we had a ton of we had a ton of injuries. I mean, we had a ton of injuries. Um, the wide receiver spot got decimated. Um, we didn't get any really like you guys were mentioning about um, Thibodeau. We didn't really get any big time production out of him. Um, we didn't get no production out of uh, Big Cat really this year. Um, and Deck and, and and Lawrence balled out. Linebackers is a major issue. You know, McKinney broke, it, broke his hand doing dumb shit, and we lost him. Dory Jackson, I think he was solid, um, but we got to show up that other side. But the defense got to make a – the defense definitely got to make a leap, but I think the offense needs to make the biggest leap because averaging 19, 20 points, a couple of games we scored was, was tough. We can't be competitive not being able to score. Yeah. Uh, Carl, please respond to Bakes, the great Bakes, uh, on his grades. Um, I'll respond after you, uh, Carl, and we'll this conversation uh, rolling. Well, you know, the, Bakes does make up a good point um, in regards to the, the – I was talking about earlier, kind of at the start, the, the Philly-Dallas issue. Like, there's those games. Or Giants finished with nine. I think it was nine, six, and no, nine, seven, and one because you have to t- that, that last game of the regular season. So Giants were what zero oh, and four, those folks, and then nine, three, and one against everybody else. But then you have to examine. Okay, well, who was that everybody else? That was what Houston, Colts, Jacksonville, uh, Chicago. Detroit, Carolina, like the NFC East this past season, and and to Bakes' point, the NFC East this year, this is all the teams, basically were able to feast on some really bad teams this year. Like everybody's record was like, was it eight? They was it eight? Eight at least five? Was it five hundred or better? Something along it was something along those lines. I think Washington may have slipped the last you know the last week of the season, but every. There's a, there's a point to be made that, like, everybody's record in the NFC East this season was inflated because of, of the fact that they all played the, NF, the uh, AFC South and then played some bums in the – like, the NFC is so – I mean, outside of Philadelphia and San Francisco, like, the rest of the NFC is just – I mean, uh, it's bad. So that played a role in the, win, in the win-loss total. I think they showed the thing for next season. The NFC East has the hardest schedule in the NFL next season. I think the Eagles have the – have the number one hardest schedule, and the Giants are third with this. So that the, the, the schedule played a role in the record. You know, like how many games do you think when you look back, like before the game is even played, let's say if you looked at it like two or three weeks out where you said, boy, you know, the Giants are really, you know, really going to have a difficult time with this team. Like we didn't say that about when they faced Carolina or against Chicago, maybe against Green Bay or Baltimore. But like that first half of the season, you know, by by the time we got to like November, it, you know, there were some games where we were looking at like, you know, all right, Giants probably beat this team, you know. But then we got to the Dallas game, not so much. Philadelphia game, not so much. And so there is a difference there. Um, but trying to trying to construct the roster to beat those two teams, I'm trying to figure out how to go about that, and it's not going to be it's not going to be easy. That's the thing. I agree. It's going to be a process to build up the roster where it needs to be. Man, I I think you guys, you both of you guys, make great points. Let me let me reiterate my grades. The defense, I would give them a B, almost a B plus. The offense, to me, I thought could have been a little bit better. And I, I'm I'm with, I'm with base what he said, but I'm giving them a lower grade. I'm probably going to the C plus. And, and and I think it's going to be – of course, it's got to be fixed, right? Um, the biggest – you know, honestly, Jones was a surprise as far as the coaching, and that's what really waits out why the season was so great. 
Because the coaching was the biggest difference, and I think we all can agree with that. You know, with Daniel Jones is uh, protecting the football was the biggest thing we had going into the uh, off se- or the off season going into the season last year, and he co- thoroughly corrected that. And he literally has no weapons, and he it, it, like like that's the best analogy. Bakes they got as much juice out out of the squeeze based off not just the personnel, but obviously your salary cap strat with all that dead money. I mean, they had like these, all, all these contracts, they were tired of old cap money, all this other stuff. They they were literally playing with nothing and made the most of it. And that should be commended. I don't think, I mean, I know you guys get it, but I'm talking about the average everyday football fan or just giant fan, whatever. They don't quite understand how much we did with so much little and resources because of how bad contracts were in the prior regime and who guys were still paying. And then to the basis point, he's right. You know, look, Wondell Robinson got hurt. Sterling Shepard was hurt early in the year. And let's not forget, I thought the Giants did have plans with that guy, Austin Johnson, because to me, they looked like they wanted to feature him a little bit more. He would probably would have been the low-key number two target. and He got hurt for the year before the season even started. I think they were really thinking of some big plans with him as an underrated sign. And he was a big body target and he went away and we all know what happened with Galladay, how that just did not pan out with him and the head coach and management. So I'm going to get the defense. He got hurt in the game. Yeah. You were at, uh, you know, the, the Jacksonville game. Um, right. It's just, they dealt with a lot, and they made up most of it. And, and Biggs, I'm with you. I really believe that if you are a Super Bowl favorite, they weren't overwhelmingly Super Bowl favorite, but they were one nonetheless before the season. And I said, yo, man, they, this is the best complete roster based off a 2022 salary cap structure NFL. They they were supposed to win it, and they did it. To me, that's a failure. And that and for us, we kind of. A, we had the biggest. What's it called? What was that word you said, Banks? It was a. Uh, we we exceeded expectations. They were supposed. They didn't meet this. They didn't win the Super Bowl. So it, arguably or subjectively, you could say we had a. We, even though they smoked us in two of those three games, they won all three games. They smoked us in two of us. You know, but they didn't get the chip. And there's only one winner, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. So so to me, the Giants had a successful season. I mean, you could probably almost say the same thing for Dallas because they're in the same boat with us. Philadelphia didn't win it, so they don't get another ch- a chip. So, yeah, that's, that's how I see it. But, Carl, uh, to but your I point, think, and I'll go back. But I, uh, go ahead. But I think there's two, thing, there's two things that I think we're sort of conflating, right? We're looking at the Giants season operating under the, under the guise of them being bums from September and still sort of referring to them as bums in January. Like when the season began in, what, early September – did folks say that the Philadelphia Eagles were Super Bowl contenders? Because I, I didn't. I, I did. I, I did. thought folks I thought that they could make the playoffs like they did the year before. No, I did. But nobody saw 14-3 and three dominating the league the way they did coming to the point where, like, you know, they were, you know, planning out the parade, you know, in like around Halloween. You know, that that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, okay, at, a, at about Halloween, it was sort of established, like, all right, the Eagles – are really fucking good. And that sort of carried over right up until, like, I don't know, the late part of the third quarter on Sunday. That, that's, pretty, that's pretty much what happened. Like, the Giants, we thought they were bums in, at least most of us thought they were bums in September, probably thought they were bums in October, maybe even November. Like at some, but at some point, they were no longer bums by the time they got to January. But I, I feel like we were still sort of operating under the prison of, like, or prism of, okay, who are these guys? But maybe that should have been changed over the course of the month. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I thought Philadelphia, even before the season, were Super Bowl. They, they at least contend for a Super Bowl. Probably should have won it based on what you saw during the regular season. And um, with, with 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 Philadelphia, what to me when you look at their rosters, like just through and through, and who they picked up in the all season, they, they, they added guys for cheap. Guys who could play, I mean, they got really good value deals. And I said, man, yeah. the only thing I'll say to this, and we said this on the division show, I thought we thought San Fran had a shot because of how they were playing. They were the hottest team since, you know, 
when uh, Garoppolo got hurt, uh, Lance was hurt earlier in the year. They added McCaffrey. See, that was the only thing that could have knocked them out was San Fran because they were the hottest team. But they had, like Bake said, they had the unfortunate injury. With, well, Purdy did. He got hurt, and it made it easier for them. Unless the 49ers had the best player in the world. Like, the reason why the Chiefs beat the Eagles was because the best player in the world was amazing. Like, the San Francisco... For for as for for all the talent San Francisco has, the guy playing quarterback isn't fifteen, uh, in in red, white, and yellow. Like that's that's the he is the equalizer. He is the best player in the world, and so it probably was never going to happen even for San Francisco, even if the guy, even if uh, Purdy was healthy. But Mahomes mm-hmm. is like a a force multiplier type player, transcendent. You know maybe. I don't know, five greatest of all time, even right now. Like, I, I know that's going on right And You know what? That's probably true, actually. That's fair. Like, when you've, yeah. got, when you've got him, anything is possible. You know, so that's why, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Eagles, should, should they have beaten the team with the best player in the world? Uh, I mean. I mean, they were up 10 on them at halftime. Carl, they were up 10. Right. And and if it wasn't for the fumble, I am convinced to this day they would have blown him out the building. I still believe that because it was, what, 14-7. to The Chiefs weren't stopping them at all. The Eagles are moving the ball like crazy. And then all of a sudden the fumble thing happens, and and the, the Chiefs score a touchdown right there. Now, the Eagles actually scored a touchdown right back after that, but... You know, at twenty, when the Chiefs scored to start the second half, that that that, that touchdown was so huge because mm-hmm. it took away the ability of the Eagles. It had the situation presented itself for them to try to rush the quarterback. And how the Eagles have been designed is once they get up by ten points, we talked about that before the Giant Eagle game. If you get down by like ten points, right. and all of a sudden they just sort of release trouble. the hounds on you, you're in trouble. You know, there ain't mm-hmm. nowhere, nowhere to hide. But once the Chiefs kept the game like right around three points, six points, like right in that in that range. It was in, I remember looking around the th- late part of the third quarter, I remember I, asked, I told a friend of mine, I was like, you know, the Eagles are playing really fucking well right now, but I look up at the score and they're only up by six. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it just took that, you know, a, 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 a timely stop here, a punt return there, and all of a sudden you look up and it's like, wait, the Chiefs are winning? That's why that's why I don't buy the whole like the Eagles weren't tested thing because right up until the time that the Chiefs actually took the lead, like the did anybody think that the, the Eagles weren't dominating the game the way it was being presented? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think we're in agreement when you say when you when you, when you say it like that. Basically, anything else you'd like to add as far as you know, how we're grading the team? Yeah, I mean, and then how, if you I, want to compare like. The, 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 the beginning of the game was was very back and forth, and 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 you're right. It felt like they were dominating the game because they 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 were dictating the pace of the game. They also had control of the ball the majority of the game. But like you said, 15 is the equalizer, right? But a certain play. But that's how that's how why I call it a game of inches. But if you think about it too, how many plays did they get away with? Right? They did. They, he he dropped the ball on on the RPO. Scoop a score by 32, right? They come back in the second half, almost again when the dude tackled him in the bang-bang. If you look at the replay, he caught the ball, he hopped. That's a football move. Tackled him. The ball came out. That was a fumble, another scooping score. It could, it could have easily been a blowout the other way too because they didn't, they didn't want to win up two scores on him when that happened. Or could have cut the game, and, and, you know what I'm saying? So and a couple of key catches that they got called that weren't catches. And we looking at the replay like, those aren't catches. And that's why I think that, that's why that holding happened towards the end of the game because they gave, they gave Philly like three plays. You know, so it, 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 the flow of the game, definitely it was a style that Philly wanted to play with exception of they couldn't get to the quarterback. Even on, I'll give them one and a half legs. And to me, and he heard it again, I'm feeling they won't say it, but I'm feeling like he shot. He got that leg shot up because the way he made that run late in the game, there's no way you make that run in a high ankle sprain. Yep, I'm thinking 100%. he got whatever. Whatever that good stuff, he got that good, leg good, shot the up. Good, good. 
Yeah. Four doll or whatever that thing that they give him to give the athletes. The way he made that run and hit the dude with the hezzy and came across the middle, you can't do that in a high ankle sprain. And the way that the way he was screaming, I thought he broke the leg. It broke the ankle. When you saw him on the screen, the way he was agonizing in pain, I thought he I thought he broke it. I'm like, yo, this shit over now. Yeah. But, you know, and he's it was a, it was a good game. It was a good game. I enjoyed the game. I'm, I enjoyed the game more because um, the Chiefs won because I really didn't want to deal with it, deal with uh, Eagles fans. And that's why they so bitter going back to what Steve said. They were expected to win. They believed that they were going to win the Super Bowl. Going in like, yeah, it's about and, Halloween. They look tough. They look tough. I mean, they got two all pros at the wide out. They got but, a good running back core. They got Jalen Hurts. And they're going to come back down to earth, Bakes. And to your point, Carl. Yeah, because they got, and, they got, and, and, I mean, they got 18 free agents, 10 defensive starters. On that was the, yeah, they had a window. They lost both their defensive coordinators. Both their coordinators. Yeah, but I want to bring it back yeah. to the point of why I said about the Giants, why I gave them an A overall season. Because the weighted part of the A is the coaching. The coaching made what I think this season a success based off what we knew what we knew of these plays from last year. But to bring up the point of what you said, Bakes and Carl, as far as – I mean, you only play who you play. Like, listen, we, we rotate divisions every year. This past season that just happened was – you know that's just how that's just how the, the cars fell. We play the AFC South and the NFC North, and next year um, I forget who we play, but it's it's going to be tougher. Like like you said, Carl, that's just how it rolls. So the Eagles had their window, and they yeah they were tested because they didn't play top elite quarterbacks, but that's just how the NFL schedules work every year, year to year. So that's why I say is you could make the argument Giants in the division. Probably based on expectations, and that's why I agree with Bakes subjectively. We had the better year because nobody thought we were going to do nothing, including Giant fans like us. <laughs> Where a lot, a lot of Eagle fans, you talk to Eagle fans who are like, you know, how we're Giant fans. You talk to, they were thinking Super Bowl, and I agree with them based off their roster. And they didn't, they, they didn't do it. They're, nobody got yep. a Super Bowl Lombardi except for Kansas City. I'm cool yeah, with the that. Giants are, and the- yeah, the Giants end and their that's season why they're so mad. with a smile. Right. Yeah, Giants end their season I with a smile, seen. and the Eagles end their season sad. I, like that. I love the Carl and Bates. I never seen so many Eagles fans so upset mad. in my that's life because they know they know they had their shot. That's why they're so mad. They're so mad. You can see them. They're so I, upset. I would be mad too. <laughs> my homegirl was like, "Man, this was our year." I was like, mm, "It was not so." But much. think about it. Not, yeah. Think about it, guys. Like, think about it. Like in the NFC East. Like, when the Giants got smoked by the Ravens, most people thought the Ravens were going to win in 2000. I mean, because they had the best defense, right? Obviously. But well, it's not, not exactly. when the NFC... Huh? If you watch that, if you watch that Baltimore a, documentary shot. that came out the other day, if you watch that documentary, that, that 30 for 30 that came out, they showed, before the Super Bowl, they showed, because uh, the game was broadcast by CBS, they were showing the people that were in the picks for the games. A majority of people were picking the Giants to win that game. I can't believe it to this day, but I was stunned when I was watching that. And I'm like, wait a second, really? You know, that was a this? lot of that was, like, lot of, lot of that was from that 41 nothing went up in Minnesota. A lot of that was off that NFC Championship, and I yeah. understand that. But if you really watch that season, how the Ravens defensively was rolling, like that, nah, nah. I just, I just, I, and, and like, here's so, the thing. I have a so, cousin who played for the Ravens, and I just said, nah, they're not going to beat the Ravens, man. It's just good that you got there. But the whole point, let me, I, I'll go back to you guys real quick. It's not often the NFC East team loses in the Super Bowl because are we, are we really saying the Giants were more of a favorite over the Ravens than the Eagles were over the Chiefs? I mean, that's my question, if that's, what, if, you, if that's how you nah, play it. definitely not. Definitely not. Right, exactly. But a couple of things went the wrong way for us. And the reason why I thought we had a shot was because the, the Ravens, the defense was spectacular, but their offense was so lackluster. And the fact that we gave up so much points to them, we didn't really, like, turn the ball. Not that I can remember, turn the ball Special over teams like killed that. us. Special teams like, killed us, too. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we, we couldn't score. You know, we couldn't we – couldn't, if we could have – Kept pace with them. We ran one back. They ran one back. You know what I'm saying? It was just like it was their destiny. It just felt like it was their destiny. So we was keeping pace with them. All right. 
And that Brandon Stokely shit when he dragged was that Seahorn into the end zone or whoever. I was like, for real? You can't this, dude? He literally caught the ball. He caught him and he dragged them into the end zone. I was like, are you serious? And then we ran one back. I was like, all right, we good. Shit, they come back and run it right back. I was like, nah, B. When that happened, I was like, yeah, this shit over. Right. Washington hasn't been to the Super Bowl since they went to Minnesota versus the Bills, right? And then the Cowboys haven't been there since the 90s. Yeah. Right? It's either so Russell, we, yeah, it's either us and the Eagles. Philadelphia Philadelphia, like the last like 30 years. Right, right. And that's what makes it more enjoyable because it's just been us and the Eagles in the Super Bowl within the last 10 years. Eagles got one. And that, that's another makes it, what makes it sweet because we got what, our two in 2008 and 2012. They were on that same path, like within that five year window, and they didn't get it. <laughs> See, the yeah, thing they is, they, they we didn't win the division, and they couldn't get we over. Just, and then now they're one and four in the Super Bowl, like we, and we're four and one. We we got hot. Remember, of course, you guys know the story. We got hot. We ran it. You know, Tampa, Dallas, Green Bay won the first one. The second one, we won the division. And, you know, beat the Falcons at home. Had to go to San Fran and do it. And that was a stacked San Fran team. But the Eagles, totally different, in, in my opinion. They had they had the best team in the NFC. Arguably, you know, complete roster. That's what makes it sweet. They didn't get that second Super Bowl like we did. I love it. I love it. So that's why I think our expectations. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you guys want to say, man? Feel free, man. I, I just I'm I just think up. that um I just think that we have a chance. And and one of the there's two things I would like to see as a Giants fan. I would like to see, and I know it's hard now with free agency and salary cap and, you know, things like that. I would like to see more consistency. I know when we were talking about my best friend's a Cowboy fan. We were talking about it uh, after the Super Bowl. It's hard because the division, our division, we kind of beat each other up so we never can be consistent. It hasn't been a consistent, you know, division winner, I think, only twice. You know what I'm saying? Somebody went back-to-back division. I would like to see more consistency going to the playoffs. And I would love to see a dominant year. I don't know when it will be, you know, and hopefully in my lifetime to see just a dominant year where we dominate from start to finish or even half midway to finish, and we just run through it. Like the 90 team we had, was we had that dominant. Like the 90 team, but then we ran into that bus saw, which was Buffalo, and we won by a missed field goal. You know what I'm saying? But I just want to see something where it's like, I would love to see it. It was just something that's well, dominant. If it, it wasn't for Plastico, we should have won that one. Shit, Plastico ain't shoot himself. Yeah, yeah. We were exactly. One. That's what I was going to lead with. That's what I going to lead to my second point. That second year with our cupcake schedule, we was running through the division. We were running through the league, literally. And, Philly and then that shit out. happened, and that shit blew that shit up. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Carl, you got any additional I, thoughts, man? On you know, I forget him. Grades, no, I, 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 I tweeted him and told him I let, I let that shit go. Cause I used to be, as I used to see his <laughs> name, I used to get mad about that <laughs> shit. Yo. You get mad about that the way Nick fans get mad at Charles Smith. He got fouled. There's only two ways to get mad. You used to be, you used to be that, and then that damn, um, that damn punt return from Jackson. I hate seeing that shit. That's still strange, dude. Like that's up there in all time. That's like up there with the when the, yeah, when bro, the Yankees I'm lost there like, the three nine lead. The ball that, to him. Yeah, that, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think God after that, after that season. I don't think he ever played in the NFL again. Cause they cut. I don't think he ever played yeah, in the NFL again. The season was over. <laughs> they lost to Green Bay the next week. Black and Black and Black we, Black and we drafted him. We drafted him high too. We drafted him high. Grand opening, grand closing. Bro, uh, don't kick this shit out of bounds. I don't care. I don't blame him that day. I don't blame him for that, for, <laughs> for all that. Coughlin still, still swinging the clipboard. Coughlin still swinging the clipboard from that day, man. I mean, who, I can't blame him. Bro, we were up 31-7. Coughlin ran up to him and grabbed him like, didn't I tell you not to kick the ball to him? Like, motherfucker, boy. I was like, yo. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I think next season... I, I, there was a little bit of setback on the O line where Neil got hurt. Um, 
you know, I, I'm going to wait and see how they're going to deal with the center position um, and left guard in particular. Uh, what, if you guys have any thoughts on either side of the line, feel free to, you know, you know freestyle off of that. Because uh, um, I think you know, I think this is a very good season. And we, I eat a lot of crow week to week, week to week on those posts. Who's the, when I join with you, a lot of crow. Who's the, Didn't see you come. who's the Giants starting interior? Who's the Giants starting interior uh, offensive line when when next season starts? I'm just curious. I don't know. Um, I don't know if Feliciano's going to be there. I don't think he's like he, like a stopgap. I feel like those three guy, spots need upgrades big time. Right. Right, right. I, I think he was a stopgap, and I, and as far as left guard, I don't know. Who's, I, left guard is a big question mark for me. I don't know. We already know who's right. So let me you, I think let me right. ask you guys another question. When y'all was watching that Super Bowl, right? And mm-hmm. the, the one thing that was kind of deflating for me was the fact that Philadelphia's offense was playing with four downs and not three. Yes. And I was like, I yo, I've, last time I seen something like that was in Madden. I've never seen that. <laughs> I talk about it all the time. I talk about it all the time. And then they lost. So that's another degrading thing. But, yo, they're, play, they're running on third and five or third and six and hoping to get three or four yards because they know mm-hmm. they can get the one yard, and they got it every time. I mean, you got the best offensive the line in the fuck? league. <laughs> Bakes, why, like, why do you why think I've been on? Been, well, see, see, Bakes, that's why do you think for years now on the on the show I, I keep talking about going forward on fourth down? Like, if you defenses are not designed anymore to stop no, they're to play for four downs. Like, like take advantage of this. That's why I, I'm but, like. The well, teams that do this punting on like fourth and two, I'm like, what? But but it makes it easier. But Carl, but it makes it easier if you got the best offensive line in the league. You said that Eagles, and I agree with you. They have if you have the best O line, you might as well go for it. Who's going to stop you? Right, but even right, but even the teams that don't even 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 do even attempt this more more often than not. Like the Eagles have the ability. You know, there was it was one. I remember there was one play it was like fourth and five, and I think Hertz made a play for like thirty yards. Like. Defense mm-hmm. are not good enough that. anymore to stop you down to downs. So if just if you just put them on the field more, eventually they're going to crack more. They're they're not going to. I get agree. Better. Because so, they're not built. They're no longer built. They're never well. They've never been built. The defense usually is, is scheming for three downs. Like I'm gonna stop you on third and two, and you're gonna put the punt team on. Because you don't want to – but if my team, if my O-line could get me two yards on a sneak, even when he did get stopped by the time the guy jumped over and grabbed him, the running back just pushed him and pushed him two yards. It's fucking amazing. I was sitting there like, yo. <laughs> and that was one reason I was like, yo, these motherfuckers is not going to lose because unless you get them on, on like third and ten, they're going to go for it. Yeah, right, right. And they had exactly. the studs on offense. I was like, yo. Yeah, and, and I was worried and, and because they, Kansas you know, City's defense wasn't that great. No. They, they, for the game, I mean, they just had to make – and that's the thing about defense. And that's something we, we should probably talk about right now as well on the other side of the ball. You know, defense down to – and this is kind of where, where we look at, like, dollar allocation and how you pay guys on defense. You're not paying guys to basically be, I don't know, the – 2000 Ravens or the, the the 2013 Seahawks, Legion of Boom. Like, you're not paying guys anymore to do that. You're paying guys basically to to make to, to get a sack here, get a, you know, make a play and force a fumble, uh, get an interception, or, or make a, a key stop on third down. Like, find me a corner that can, that can make a play. Find me a safety that can blow some shit up. Find me a, like, a guy like Chris Jones that can that can you know basically wreck havoc uh and that's how i'll play defense uh okay i'll get so i'll, let, I'll give so up some ask, plays so here and there let me ask you a question on the other side of that so what happens when you pay a guy and i'm talking specifically about number 99 and he gives you nothing if he's not chris jones if he doesn't play for him like that you're screwed and the, and you know what's worse about 99, that? Ninety nine. I look at the stats. I don't even know if he had five sacks this year. 
He didn't lead. He didn't lead in tackles. He's not a run stopper. So I'm like, what did he give? And then you're playing next to Lawrence, 97, because it felt like I think Thibodeau is still figuring it out. And to me, and, and that's another subject. Did it feel like he was getting held all the time? Because I felt like he was getting held all the time during the season. I say about oh, is it just Thibodeau, because he's so slim, it looks like he's being held or something. I don't. Know. I, I, I thought that he. Might be. I thought. I, I thought after the the first Washington game, he started to come on, and then you started to see a little bit more colors in the second Washington game. He got more one-on-one because when our defensive guys started coming back, like Ojolari, when we started getting our horses back, you can't double-team everybody. And when he started getting one-on-ones, I thought you started to see more of his true talent. So I, I think he did all right despite the circumstances. It's not his fault. Ojolari was hurt. He would have been on the other side, and he played a lot of those snaps. So he's seen a lot of double teams, some chips that he probably wasn't used to seeing in college. So um, go ahead. You there? Oh, I can hear you, Steve. Go ahead. No, no, I'm, I was done. I was, I was saying that, that's how I looked at it with, with the King of Thibodeau. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. I'm not okay with with 99's lack of production. Is my problem. And, I get it. you know, I know, remember a time ago, uh, Sean in L.A. said, you know, he's not talking about money. And it's not about money, but you're paying for production or you're paying for – he's never been that one year, and I've never seen the production. And I'm like, when, when is the production going to happen is what I'm asking. Yeah, that, that year uh, when we had no fans in the stands, he was causing havoc. But outside of that, man, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but that ain't – that's not Shane. That's not the current regime. That was the guy who that was Gettleman who yeah, yeah, that. No, no, I agree. Yeah, so. I, I was I was I was against that because to me you gave up picks to get him and then you had to sign him. Yeah. And then he wanted big money. And I was like, bruh, like you had you look at his stats, he's only had like one outstanding season. Yeah, I'm looking at him right now. He had in the big year that you're talking about, Bakes, I'm looking at the things here. He had thirty hits on the quarterback. The last two years since, it's 26. Uh, mm. Tackles for Combined? loss, he had 14 and yeah, t- 14 in 2020 and 21 and 12 and 20. So 26 combined in 2020. I'm looking at tackles for loss. He had 14 in 2020, only 10 total since. Uh, just, you know, like the sacks, 11 and a half in 2020, nine total since. So, like, that's, just across the board. <laughs> That's crazy to you me. Know, and I know part of last year he was injured. I can't remember in 21 if he was injured, but it's like. Played every game. You, dude, you're getting Aaron. You wanted Aaron. You got close to Aaron Donald money, and you know we're in Aaron Donald's zone. And I'm, I, I'm oh, not trying to say. I'm not saying, listen, if they, if they backed up the money truck to me right now, I would take it to do whatever. I'm not saying that, but it's just like I feel like we, we, we are owed some production that we're not getting. Decisions are going to be made. I, I mean, here's the question for you, Bates. Do you believe that Shane is going to make the right? This is where Carl accurately makes the right terminology, the right asset allocation this off season to to pay or to release to extend on these players that are currently on this roster. Yeah, I I, I believe yeah. um, he's savvy for what he did this year and what he made happen and what he, you know, had to do, I believe he's going to make the right decision. The right decision right now is about how to do these contracts for Barkley and Jones because they got to be make they got to be team-friendly where they can get some other players. Now, I understand we can't fix everything this year, but we need to improve something. You know, you buy you, you, buy you a fixer-upper, and maybe the first day you change the windows and the doors, and then the next day you next you oh you know most places they start with the kitchen, you do the kitchen. So that's going to be Saquon and Jones. That's the kitchen, and then you might do the windows and doors next. But you want to sign and give Saquon all I mean give uh, thing all that money, Jones all that money. Who are you going to pass it to? Just Hodgins? We need somebody vertical. Listen, hear me out. So you need somebody vertical to stretch the field. That way they won't stack the box against Saquon. That that way. Saquon is not seeing nine people in the box anymore. Well, that's another thing. That's we don't point. have that. We Do you believe? That. See, that's we another thing that, that goes into that. 
But that's a, but that's another thing that's a, that goes into question when you bring up Jones. He can throw a deep ball here and there, but he's not a gunslinger, if that makes sense. Like, he's not going to be whipping it downfield to your number one wide receiver consistently. And this is why they stack the box. So how do you pay Jones? Right. And exactly, and that also goes into why things didn't quite work out too well with Galladay, because Galladay's talents is 50-50 balls down the field, and that's and right, plus right. he had he had incentives, he had he had money incentives that they didn't want him to hit as well. His attitude played a role too, because he wasn't all in or whatever the case is most times. But that was that was a perfect storm for why he wasn't playing, and they didn't want Jones to be unsuccessful throwing 50-50 balls on the field, which is not his forte. So then what do you do then if we're running West Coast-style offense? They're going to always take the back box against Saquon. This is his first season that he was not hurt. How do we build on that? Because he's a great asset. Don't get me wrong. You get in the ball in space. You get in the ball in the flat and passing. We can never screen. Since I've been a Giants fan, we can, maybe when we have Megan, but we, can, we can't have him screen since Megan, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've never seen the Giants in a, a good screen in the last 10 years. <laughs> um, nah, but, nah, nah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, 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 so you, it's got to make sense. So, so Shane got to make it make sense. We're going to invest in it's going to make sense. That's all I'm saying. But I'm sure right. we're going we're gonna to do some things. Um, what we pick, like we pick like 20-something in the first round? 25, I think. I think 25. Yeah, so, I mean, what are we going to get? <laughs> we, got, we need a wide receiver, you know. I'm hoping they don't sign another free agent wide receiver. I'm hoping they pick somebody up in the draft. But we need, like, some means like a, like a linebacker, somebody somebody dynamic that can do something. Why, why the Giants stop? You need to do a whole show to that, Steve. Why the Giants stop drafting linebackers? We gotta go back. East to, we gotta we we gotta remember what happened. Like who was on the draft table those years? Where where were we at our rosters? It's not as cut and dry. We gotta really go back and see what happened at that time to see who was Michael available. Parsons. What was our needs? Michael Parsons oh, they, was they available. Totally bombed that. Yeah, they totally they bombed that. They fucked that all the way up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that was that was pretty defensive end though. But what do you, what do you, like the way remember? Parsons was a linebacker at Penn State, but then right around the second week of the season last year, the, the Cowboys realized, or Dan Quinn realized, that he should play defensive, put his hands on the ground. Would the Giants have done the same thing? Had, had the same situation been presented? I'm not sure about that. That's a question for Wink Martindale. Um, you know, like, yeah, I mean, sometimes you, there's been sometimes games I've seen LT put guy. his hand on the ground, but I mean, you, 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 to me, you put your player in the best position to make him successful. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what we have. Finally have a coach now that puts his players in the best position to be successful. That's what he did with Daniel Jones. He put him in offense and plays, quick quick plays, RPO, use his legs to make him successful. Daniel Jones, like you said, he's not going to sit back there, seven-step drops, and, and, and put, put it over the top all the time. You know what I'm saying? That was Eli's bag. You know what I'm saying? He's not that. But they got to come up with a scheme that 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 keeps Saquon fresh. If you're going to give him that money, is he a 360 touch player next next season? Nah, actually, that's probably less. That's probably low on the low end. Let me round it off. Is he a Saquon? touch player? Yeah. Let's say let's say if, if we is 400 because 400 is basically. 22 times 17, and then maybe a playoff game here. Like, is that the number we want to go with in terms of, or are we trying to take the load off him? And if we do that, we're putting him more on the quarterback. Like, how? I'm trying to figure out what's the right amount of quantity to, to in terms of giving Saquon the ball next season to get maximum output. He's going to. That's a damn good question. He's already. He's already. What, what, uh, what's the word? He's depreciating as it is. So, <laughs> so let's take yeah. that. Take that into consideration as well. Yeah. It, it, you know, when I watch, I watch all that out. Pacheco, the running back. 
Yeah, I know, and, right? You know, that was the, you know, that was the one thing um, Stephen Bakes that I, I thought was a, a, sort of a, a victory for this whole season. When I watched the Chiefs running back, a seventh round draft pick out of Rutgers, run the way he was running in the postseason, even before that. It makes it, it, you know we've been talking about like the value of running backs. Like the Chiefs basically have been like cycling through running backs for like the last like five years. You know, always longer it, it, than that. It lends I was talking about that this at the idea. Super Bowl, during the Super Bowl. The Chiefs always had a stud, always had a stud running back or two at one time, always. So this season he had two hundred and ninety-five attempts. And then in the postseason, he had 18. So he went over 300. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have a continued conversation. You need to keep it. You need to keep it there. If you could keep it like at 250 for the for this regular season, meaning things like that would help with like being up in games. You know what I'm saying? Being up in games, a bit of blowout where the, the the backup can get in, or whatever the case is, or you know what I'm saying, or where he's not getting, maybe he's not getting as much hits. I think that would that would be helpful. Yeah, now two fifty is hard, Bakes. I'm losing the math on that. That's fifteen carries a game. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's a hard. That's a hard number right there, because just twenty on its own gets you to three forty. And I don't think Saquon is a twenty-plus runner, twenty-plus per carry. You know, that doesn't even take into account receptions. Like just giving him the ball twenty-five times a game. Let me see if I if I even did the math on that. That's that's four hundred and twenty-five for the season. If you give him twenty-five touches a game, that's a lot. Uh, that number. That might be an issue. So his first year, he played 16 games. I'm trying to pull up his stats. Yeah, as you pull it up, let's get the final thoughts popping also. But go ahead, pull up those stats, and uh, uh, we'll get final thoughts. Carl, you can go ahead, and then let, we'll get base whatever he pulls up after that. Yeah, hey, listen, great off-season show here. Um, but one, you know, we're going to get into this situation probably in the next couple of weeks about, you know, it's going on right now with, with Jones. Um, the I, the I-team friendliness in, in terms of this deal, like you either believe in him or you don't. Like if we're trying to play this sort of like half-pregnant type deal, like ooh, let's pay him but not really pay him, you know, you have to tell me then if if, you, if if it gets to a number that you're not comfortable with, like what's the alternative? Because the alternative is not going in the free agency and getting some retread dude. That's not – I don't see that as an option. And if you're going to go into the draft and do this, okay, I mean, I guess you could do that. But just know that, like, the draft is basically a, 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 a about a one-in-four proposition when it comes to quarterbacks to start with. So you either just pay him, call it a day, because the number, if you dick around and wait another year, the price is not going down. You know? <laughs> so either just get it over with and pay it or, or, or get off the train. Like, it's one or the other. Right on. Yeah, let's talk about that in two weeks because that's a loaded topic. So many scenarios, and then you talk about who we plan in. This upcoming season, because he probably got off lightly playing a lot of bottom feeders in the AFC South and the NFC North. Even uh, we lost to uh, we beat Green Bay because Bakes you were at that game in London. Who's the other NFC? Oh, the yep. Bears. That's right. That's right. All right, Bakes, what you pulled up and final thoughts for you, sir? So, 2018, he had 261 attempts for 1,300 yards, and then he had another mm-hmm. 91 receptions. Compared to 2022, when he had 20 to 95 attempts for 1,300, around the same, he had five more yards and he had 40 less receptions. He had 57 receptions. Um, so it's still pretty consistent, comparable from 2018 to 2022. Is that burst and that close that 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 fifth gear ain't really there no more? But I think he's still a, a, a you know, if you look at the numbers. He had, a, of course, he had an extra game to play, but technically he didn't play that extra game. So, you know, the numbers are still solid for a game where he played 16. He played 16 both games. 
So I think think he's going to be okay, but we got to find a way to um, balance the offense out. But the final thought is, um, and then the key right now is the off season is making the right decisions by Joe Shane and leadership, and really uh, ownership staying out the way. Um, I think one of the key parts of where the Giants are unsuccessful in these current years is because they always want this blue chip, blue ribbon, uh, you know, prize winning um, guy to put for, uh, put out front for the organization. Everybody can't be a choir boy. Everybody can't be. You got a Saquon mm-hmm. and a Jones. Get some dogs now. Get some dogs now. You got those are the guys that you're gonna push in front of the cameras and stuff like that. You gotta get some dogs now. You can't get all those really nice guys, and that's like you know that's why we don't have Mark, Michael Parsons and thing because there was questions and things like that. We gotta get away from that if we want to win. And I'm not saying getting bad guys that are out there raping and beating up their spouses or, or doing crazy things in the community. I'm not saying that either, but I'm saying. There's dudes that might have a tough upbringing or something like that that could be given a second chance and groomed to be a better person or whatever the case is. And uh, I think this is another it's a great show, great dialogue, and I'm really excited. This is the first time in a long time. I'm really excited for next season, and I'm, I'm reading articles every day and trying to get information and see what's going to happen because I think we're finally on the cusp of building something special are building a competitive team, and we squeeze all we can out, uh, all the juice we can. But now we just need something else bigger to squeeze, and you know we gotta just make the um not we, but the organization has to make the right decisions. Starts with finding the right people and making it count in the draft in the later rounds. Like you said, Pacheco, I was salivating watching this dude. I was like, yo. And and they had Melvin Gordon on the bench. And then they had another guy. The Chiefs stay with running backs, man. And I'm like, why do we don't evaluate talent like that? You know, why do we not seeing talent like that? Pacheco is a beast. But, you know, so hopefully our strategy and getting speed and getting fast and getting more talent is, is a priority instead of getting choir boys on the team. Blue blue. Blue Blue. Shout out to Carl. Shout out to Banks. We'll be back in two weeks. We'll dive more into the Daniel Jones contract, market value, loaded situation. It's going to take a whole episode in itself. All right. It's Andre Russell, ladies and gentlemen. Blue Blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blue, 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 blue,